All right, everyone, and welcome back to the Business of Fitness podcast. I'm Jason Klepa, and in store for us today is a phenomenal episode with Sal Frizzella, the president of First Form Supplements. Now, I met Sal a little over a year ago, and we instantly connected. We connected on the business front about over-servicing our members, over-servicing our customers, and I was blown away when I went back out to St. Louis recently. They were having a 5K run uh, in honor of a uh, police officer who was unfortunately shot and killed in their area. And as we were out there, I, I was experiencing the love not only for this officer, but also just for the brand itself. And I was just blown away. And I had to sit down with Sal and say, hey, how do you develop this culture? How do you develop this connection? How do you get everybody aligned on a singular mission? And we talk about the evolution of First Form and changing lives, creating connections through social media and marketing, and how to work less, make more, and more leaders. Uh, it, you know, The first five, 10 minutes, we're grooving, and then we dive into some phenomenal content. I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. Check out Sal, check out First Form, have a phenomenal day, and let's keep getting after it. Let's go. All right, so Sal, we've been talking for a while. I'm out here at First Form, and um, is this technically St. Louis? This is technically St. Louis. Technically St. Louis. And I flew out here to meet with the collective gym while we're out here. I hit you up. I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm interested in, uh, in hanging out, and you happen to be having a 5K going on. And from what I just experienced, it's pretty remarkable. What I experienced was what I really think you're uniquely good at which is gathering a group of individuals together, all moving in one area, creating the sense of community and this quote, like not brother, like a brotherhood, but it's, it's, right. it's beautiful to see. And so what I'm really curious about is what we could learn from what first form has done to create this sense of culture, because I saw two major things today. First off, you rallied hundreds and hundreds of people to come out and do a 5k that was supported by your organization. And I interacted with, tons of people who moved from Texas and this and that to come and work for you and your organization. And what I'm seeing is that you're doing things uniquely well. And so I want to learn about it. What do you want to learn about? So I want to learn. <laughs> I want to learn. A First little of all, more. thank you. Yeah. I want to learn a little bit more about First Form. So right. tell me a little bit more about it because I hadn't really heard of it until, you know, maybe let's just say a year ago. Yeah. And so what is First Form? What's your company? What do you guys do? And how does it operate as a business? Because it's a little bit different than most companies. Because you have these outside sales reps, right? Right. Yeah. I think um, you know, goes. You know, first form is about twelve years old, and and the first five years, I think, like most people in business, you're lost. Yeah. You know, you don't really, you don't have a way, and so you're trying to fight and figure out your way. And you know, for us, you know, we're in the supplement space, but we're we're fat guys. That's the truth. And and the fat guys in our space, um, we we understand what it's like not to be able to take a shirt off at the pool and not feel comfortable in the gym. And so when we got going, you know, we, we, we understand the, the, the business of helping people change their lives and spreading that message. And I think for us that that was a huge piece. And when you look at our fitness environment, uh, you're not seeing a bunch of Jack tan shredded people. You're seeing a bunch of people, humans, uh, all who have a unique story and all who have a journey. And uh, some lose a hundred pounds and some lose 50 pounds, but the community that you see or was represented today is what I think all people crave is family, you know, being a part of something that's bigger than you and understanding that 
doesn't matter how many abs you have or how good you look with your shirt off. It matters how many people's lives you can impact. And so for us as a company, sure, we sell supplements, but that's not really what we do. You know, we're in the, in the, in the business of helping people change their lives, whether it's personally or professionally um, or physically. You know, we, we, we understand the concept that we're in the business of helping people get better. And, and it's cool because, you know, you do have people, you know, I, I think that's the cool thing about fitness, right? When you're in the journey of fitness itself is, uh, you use the term earned confidence. Yeah. Your, your earned confidence over the course of time is progressing you through life and you're going to struggle. You're going to fall. You're not always going to win, but it's the fact that you're in the game and people are supporting you in the game that makes you progress down the road of life. And so you're watching what you see out there out back today is a, a, a awesome group of people that I'm really proud of that are all on that journey of life of getting better, you know? And, and so we're in the people business, you know, we just happen to sell supplements. Yeah. And so you're in the people business and like I said, you guys are doing it uniquely well. And listen, I, I'm not just trying to pump you up. You guys do it uniquely well. Thank you. In the sense that like the, the engagement, the, the community feeling over, you know, really uh, what it would be considered from the outside is a supplement business. Right. You really are in the people business. And, and so as you guys were creating the business, it started off as stores. Correct. But now you guys have these reps. And so I, I want to dive into that because I think it's really unique the way you guys structured it. And then I want to talk about how you guys train it. And then I want to talk about this concept of the person right there in front of you. So how does the business work of first form? In so, a big picture. Yeah, in a big picture. So my brother and Chris uh, have what's called supplement superstores. It's a chain of retail stores. And, and to give you the, the, the Cliff Notes version of our business model, uh, Andrew has a very forward-thinking brain. And, and you know he could see that you know supplement companies, as the internet came on, it was like, how could we make an inferior product and sell it cheaper through the internet, right? And that was kind of the evolution of you know, even Amazon in that sense. It was like, you could get on Amazon and get it cheaper. Well, companies figured out how to make a less quality product is provided at a lower cost so that people would buy it on the internet. And that was the evolution of the internet. And so my brother said, Hey, how do I make the best possible product and then offer it to a retail environment exclusive so that we can still continue to help people change their lives. Right. And so that's, that was kind of the spawning of first form. The evolution of first form is when social media came around first five years of first form, we're out, you know, calling on retail store environments and, and we had a, a good following in that world. When social came around, it was the ability for us to spread that message wildfire, yeah. you know, a lot easier, a lot faster. And, and that really, was like five years ago? It was about five years ago. And because we got to connect with people. And that's the cool thing about social media is it's allowed, it, it allows everybody to have a voice and everybody to have a brand. And and so we utilize that model to go out and say, hey, this is who we are. You know, if, if you don't know what you're doing in the gym or you don't know how to eat correctly or you don't know the difference in supplements, call us. Like, we'll help. You know, not... Hey, buy two, get three free. Yeah, yeah. Not, Hey, this is our $19 pre-workout. It's, Hey, um, before you go buy and pre-workout, let's look at your diet. Let's see how you're exercising. Let's see how we can help change your life. Like save your money. You know, you're better off buying a fish oil than you are buying a pre-workout at this point. Right. And so the concept of actually helping people, which I know is mind blowing for most business owners or in, in the supplement space, how can we genuinely help this person change their life? And if we do that one customer at a time, we could win. And so we utilize social media to spread that message and people's, you know, if you build it, they will come, right? If you're just honest and my brother, we made a video back in the athlete search days 
if we go out of business doing it that way, then that's fine. At least we can hang our hat on the fact like, Hey, this is, this is the message we went with. And we went with a good heart and started with education. Let's teach these people, not sell these people things. Let's help them not sell them. And let's see if they come. And they started coming, you know, because you realize that there's a lot of miseducation in the fitness world. Like what diet do I do? Do I do the keto? Do I zone? Do I stand on my head? Do I take this wrap? Do I, what do I do? Right. And that's what the supplement industry has become. That's what the fitness space has become is when, you know, when I say has become, that's what they're, they're hammered with. You know, it's easy. Oh, 21 day fix. No, there's no 21 day fix. You didn't get fat in 21 days and you're not going to get in shape in 21 days. Understand that a true message. And so we just started promoting that. And guess what? Honesty wins. It's an amazing concept. You be truthful to people. You teach them how to eat properly. You teach them how to exercise properly. They start seeing results. And guess what? They come back and say, hey, is there anything else that I can do to lose the next 15 pounds? Yep. You know, and, and, and you know, you, what you saw today is the last six, seven years of us spreading that message and, and really trying to be good by people. And then those people became, some of them even became ambassadors for you. Correct. So it started off, I really like what you're saying. So I think this concept of in the supplement space, I've seen it too. Everybody just tries to cheaper, 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 cheaper. And at some point the model breaks down at some point, you're just putting out some really crappy products and you guys kind of went out there with a little bit of a different technique and you guys really went to this concept of helping people. And I think in our space, in the fitness space, in the boutique fitness space, mm-hmm. we have to be careful not to go down that same path of cheaper, 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 water down, water down, water down, because ultimately we're in the people space just like you are. And the more of an impact we can make on people, the better our business is going to be, which I want to dive into. But before we get into that, I want to talk about how a lot of the people here are reps for you. Correct. And you have what? 10,000 reps. Correct. That's a lot of people. It That's is a big wide net. And how many of those people do you think that are reps for you have had like a life changing transformation because of your message, your products, your, your mindset? I mean, how many of them do you think? I mean, I would think, you know, both whether it's physically or mentally, right. I would say all, all and, that, yeah. and I mean, that's why they come, they, they don't come. What's interesting about our brand is what, and I think what you, what you learn about people is if you can positively impact their life, like they'll repay the, the favor tenfold. And repay the t- flavor, uh, the favor tenfold is get in your car and drive here from New York with your wife and kids because you believe so heavily in the mission that we provide. And whether it's in the in the business world with my brother, in the fitness world with First Form, or in the team world with what we provide in the Legionnaire program, like in the back end, like how to better your brand or how to teach somebody how to eat properly or exercise, how to teach yourself how to do it, like an education process, it creates a culture of of wanting to be better better than you are today, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually, like just, you want to progress through life. We offer an environment that can uh, allow you to succeed there. Right. Yeah. And, and, and the people want more. And what happens is you surround yourself with more people that are in the same boat. Now you have new friends that are all fighting in the same mission and they're fighting the same struggle. And so it's a, it's a collection of, of good individuals who want to better themselves and the people around them. And that's, that's our business. And so I met some people who drove in from Florida, this, that, right. all over. Right. But I want to- For a 5K. <laughs> for, a, for a 5K. Yeah. <laughs> you could go out your back door and run it. Yeah. You could, you could go out your- da- Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we should note, by the way, that um, the 5K was uh, in memory of a deputy or, or a, police officer a police officer who lost his life uh, nearby here. Correct. And was a customer of the brand. And, Correct. And it's, it seemed like everybody was also rallying around that cause, which was, was really powerful. Right. I want to dive into specific things. So you have 10,000 reps, you've built this business. 
But I also want to talk about how you incorporate private Facebook groups for gym owners or business owners in general who might be listening. Maybe they own, I always talk about coffee shops because I'm obsessed with them. One day I want to own one. What type of things have you Today's learned? a good day. Today's a good day. It is. What? Yeah. Uh, what kind of things have you learned with the 10,000 reps, right? With, with building this business, uh, specifically on social. And so right. I think socials changed over the years. Correct. You guys utilize podcasts. You guys utilize um, Instagram and Facebook. But you also utilize groups. And so maybe you can just explain a little bit better. How do you manage quality across 10,000 you know, of these affiliates. Yeah, 10,000 reps. They're called 10, legionnaires. 10,000 yeah. legionnaires. Yeah, how do you How do you manage quality there? And what do you guys do to structure that? Because I'm curious, because maybe we could learn from that for, you know, 200 of our coaches as an example. Right. I, I think you, you've probably, um, in listening to podcasts or reading books or, you know, we seek out information that we're usually, that we're really strong in and we're really weak in. The middle stuff, we kind of like disappear, right? You, you seek out the information you're really strong in because you want to test how good you're at it or, or how good you are in that zone. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, okay. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so if, if uh, you listen to a business podcast to kind of see where your gauge is against it, right? Uh, private groups has allowed us an opportunity to, not everybody's, sorry, let me back up here. Not everybody has the same problem. Okay. Not every person has the same problem. So when you can silo the education systems or groups and talk about specific problems in these groups, you can get a really high engagement because you're allowing us to attack a certain problem, whether it's nutrition. We're going to talk about that today. So you don't have to just spend an hour listening to nutrition that you're, you're sounding. Maybe not as, yeah. yeah right. It's like in the fitness space, for example, if I'm interested in working on my gymnastics, yeah. I want to seek information on that. I might not care. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I, I might not, I might not care. So it's irrelevant to me. So, but you might be weak in social media. So guess what? I'm getting on a social media. I'm getting a social media group today. And I have some questions, you know, I have some questions like, Hey, in, 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 on Instagram, you know, when should I post? How should I post? Why should I post? Like what type of content do people need? Or you might struggle with your, your in a gym or because a lot of our people are gym owners or they could be personal trainers. Hey, I'm, I have a customer who is 300 pounds. How should I approach this situation from a diet standpoint? Cause they have 150 pounds to lose. You know, do I set their calorie? You know, so we, we have specific, specific yeah, excuse me, specific groups tailored to be able to help our reps succeed in, in those situations. Those right? are private Facebook groups on specific topics. Topics. Correct. And we have it. We actually have, so we use Facebook groups and we have a custom system that we've built in the background that allows people to, to mask join into calls. Huh. But Facebook groups is a, it's a great way to do it, right? Because it's a private group, one video, bunch of interaction on the back end, And that's how we built the system out of the gate is just engaging people on their struggles. Like where do you struggle? And that's, a, that's why I always say I'm in, we're in the people business because our job is to help them, whether they're a rep of ours and I have to help them with business, like they're coming across a, like, how do I sample where, how do I set up a sample booth at a gym? Or they are a, they're struggling physically, whether like, how do I set my protein number? It's our job to help them. Not, not anything else. It's our job to help them succeed. And the way that you do that is through these different silos. And then also your team here then so you have what, 20 full-time people here that then are responsible to engage with the 10,000. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. And then, so, so now, we have a, ro a rotation of calls all, all day. You could, you could tap in social media, you could tap in nutrition, you could tap in exercise, you could tap in personal branding, you could tap all day. You have access to that all day. You can, you can hop on those calls and continually better yourselves and, and really zone in on what it is that you want to get better at. Huh. And so one of the things I thought was really unique that we were talking about 
And I was explaining to you how so, some gym owners are in a challenging spot right now. Right. They're stuck at the same member number and they're working on ways to improve that. And, you know, you, you were a little bit more blunt about it than I am, I think. But really, you put the onus back on the owner and said, hey, it's you. And it's you not engaging one member at a time, the person right in front of you. And I think that um, I want to dive into that a little bit more because I find that you do a good job. It, earlier today, we we're running the 5K and I was like, hey, man, like, um, you know, like, how are you going to run it? And you're like, well, dude, I'm going to run it in a, in a way that I could talk to everybody as I go. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Like, and, and I was like, you, I don't know if you said, how am I going to, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, so I ran it pretty hard. Right. Yeah. But I watched you finish and you finished, you know, later on you were pushing your son in the stroller. But what I thought was interesting is what you said. You said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to run at a pace that I'm able to engage with all these people. Right. And what makes that unique to me is that you're interested in the one-on-one personal connection. And so let's dive into that a little bit because I think people get lost, especially in this day and age with social media. They're trying to create content to attract more people, but what they're forgetting about is the people sitting right in front of them are their best customers and their their number one promoters and their best people. So I want to dive into the the, the one-on-one and this whole idea of going from 30,000 a year to 60,000 and how you could do that without actually working more. That's an interesting concept too. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, this is, this is like, all right. So in a digital age, right? We're so, and Amazon did a phenomenal job. Really the internet and social media done a, have, have done a phenomenal job at creating convenience and, and making things, you know, very visual and easy. But one thing is that we crave as humans is one-on-one interaction, you know, like one-on-one, like you realize that the further and further things become faster and easier and, and you know, double tap, the further and further we get away from the human interaction piece from a day-to-day standpoint, right? Yeah. We always say, Visit oh. any restaurant and yeah. Uh, yeah, there'll be more people texting each other than there were. Anyways, okay. Well, yeah, no, no, that's people, exactly yeah. right. You know, we live in a digital age, but what you realize is like people are getting further and further away from interacting with one another. And what you realize is that's a great opportunity for you to, to separate yourself from other business owners or other individuals in general is to connect with humans. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I've learned through being able to teach somebody something, there's an intangible asset exchange there that they are now, they now owe you one, right? It's like a bonus system. So like I, I give them me and how can I help them? And I genuinely engage with them. And it's a, usually a better experience than they'll experience anywhere. And it's very simple. It's because I like being around people. Like I love people. So my job is to help them get better. And so the reason it's important for me to go out and say hi to all those people is because I want to thank them for being here. I want to thank them for being a part of it. And I want to see them that I'm struggling right next to them and I'm engaged with it right next to them at a human level, you know, not through social, not through a screen, but I'm me and I'm here to help you and I'm going to do it right next to you. And I think in the digital space, you know, we all get caught up in how to make it faster, easier, quicker, when in reality it's one at a t- one person at a time, it's one workout at a time, it's one diet at a time, it's one interaction at a time. And when you can learn to, and I think the reason you're intrigued by it, cause it's the AMRAP mentality, right? It's right in front of you. Yeah. You worry about winning right in front of you right now. Don't worry about, you know, the, how am I going to get to $85,000? Worry about how I'm going to win right now. And so if you're a gym owner out there and your, your business is stagnant, or if you're a business owner in general, do you think that one piece of advice, what you just said, could single-handedly take a business from where it's at to the next step is is this idea of just looking at this person in the eye and saying i want to i want to change your life and if i could do that now you're going to go tell the other people at your office what i've done to change your life and that's going to bring in more people in the door 
But you said there was more to it than that because a lot of gym owners right now, they do care. Right. And they love their members. I mean, right. they love them. Right. Sometimes to a, to a fault because they'll keep owning a business that might not be profitable. Successful, profitable. Right. But then they might miss out on these other pieces like keeping the restroom clean or they might have it where it's a little bit more of this. Maybe they love them so much that then they, they it becomes unprofessional in a sense where they'll have coaches that just won't show up for class or they'll cancel a class on Saturday and be like, oh, yeah, sorry, guys, I'm taking the kids to the beach. It's like, well, that's cool, but not happening, not happening. Well, so how do you bridge that gap? What's the next step? Well, I think, you know, I've struggled with this, too, and and. Yeah, the next steps are, I mean, there's two, two parts to this equation, right? I think one is like managing your friends, creating such a great environment that it's loose, but it's too loose. That was the second part of your question. The first part is making sure that you do such a great job that you think you're doing such a great job with these people that they're out telling their friends. Are you really? And I think that's what I've learned about life. You know, you need to go look in the mirror and understand what it is that you're doing. Like, what are you doing? If your business is only making $36,000, it's a telltale of your customer experience. And that, that's, that, would, that was my argument that we were making before is, you know, how do you get that person to go out? How do you do such a great job with the person in front of you that they are working for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week? And when you talk about delivering that customer experience, it's making sure that you are changing their life, whether it's physically, professionally, emotionally, so that they become a, a member of you. You yeah. know what I mean? They're, they're, they're speaking you to their friends because you've done such a great job at impacting their life that they're out. They feel, they feel almost um, that they, they have to repay you that day, that debt, right? That you've changed your life so well that they're going to go out and tell, their other, tell other friends about the experience. Well, like you have these reps who have lost 100 pounds. I met a guy today. He drove from really far away. I think he's active duty uh, in the military. There's a lot of active duty here. Right. And he's lost like 80 pounds, whatever. And he felt compelled to drive here and be a part of this because of what the organization, uh, the community, the first form has done for him. And what I thought was really unique is you asked me a question earlier. You said, hey, what if you have a gym owner that wants to currently makes 36,000 a year? Right. And I would say that's a fair right. kind of like annual average, right? Not total top line revenue. I'm talking about take home. Right net. And you said, how do they get, how are they going to take that from 36 to 72,000? Right. And I said, well, you could double your membership. Right. But, but what we were really talking about and we were looking at your guys and by the way, um, I came in earlier and his guys are writing thank you letters on each one of your orders, which I want to talk about towards the end. But when your guys want to go from 36,000 a year to 72, right. they assume they need to double the amount of hours they work, right? Correct. So if you're working 40 hours a week, you're making 36. Well, if I work 80, now I can make 72. Right. But you see it different than that. Well, I mean, that is part of the equation or could be part of the equation, right? You, yeah, if you're paid all, hourly. Yeah, yeah, if you're paid hourly, the, yeah. the, the fastest way, the most conceptual way to double your income is work double the hours. Well, when you get to 80 hours, it's really hard. I mean, okay, so can you work 160? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So right. you, you're at this spot. And so- and I think a lot of people think this way. They get stuck in this rut and in understanding, okay, well, how do you have compounding interest on the on your time? And how do you compound your income based off of that that experience? And the only way to do that in in life is to do such a great job with the person in front of you right now that when they go home, they're working for you while they're sleeping. They're working for you while they're at work. And if you do that one customer at a time, every single time and and treat them with the exact same experience and deliver them with the exact same results and making sure that you're holding them accountable, right? Making sure that, you know, a lot of these people, they'll come here because I hold them accountable. Like I get online and say, Hey, 
are you putting in the work or are you just acting like it? Right. You know, and, and when you can treat your members that way and you can treat and understand that each person is an opportunity for you to double your business because you take one customer and turn them into two, it's the fastest way to double your business. When you start looking at it as in a one-to-one interaction on a day-to-day basis, you really can have these people working for you while you're sleeping, which is the fastest way for you to compound your income. And I can tell you it works because we're sitting in a building that's built that way. It's one person at a time. It's one interaction at a time. It's one result at a time. And it's all done through making sure that you can teach them and you can hold them accountable. And I think that's the piece to creating such a fun environment where it's, and, and where's the, the difference between taking them to the, taking the kids to the beach, sorry, I'm canceling class and, and establishing what it is that that customer experience is, you know? And so, you know, managing your friends, which is in a, a box environment is usually what it becomes. It's yeah. very hard. Yeah. But I think what we've what you learn is on being on a great team. You know, I know you're from an individual sport, but being you've been on a lot of great teams is there's a code, there's a set of rules, and as a leader inside that group, like these are the rules. I'm I'm gonna crack that whip when you step outside these rules. It doesn't mean I don't like you, it doesn't mean I'm mad at you. It just means it's these are the rules, and we're gonna play by them. And there's a certain amount of respect. And what happens is when you can take one person in that environment from a management or leadership role, you can have two now, because now you can teach the second person to have so much pride in the culture that they'll hold the line on the next person. And so now we, we hold the line. I actually do that. I do that kind of mass scale here through our bathroom. Did you go to our bathrooms by chance? Yeah, I went to your bathroom. Did you notice how clean they were? Yeah, they look good. I, I went mean, to this bathroom and I went to the other bathroom. And you think there's hundreds of people using that bathroom today. My guy, we have a standard that is upheld that we are, there's a standard inside my bathroom. You were to wipe the seat down. You were to wipe the sink down. You were to make sure you replenish the toilet paper roll. You take the trash out. And if the person walks out in front of you and they didn't do one of the things that are on our internal checklist, you were to find that person. We bang, it's called the bang box. You bang that person. And so there's an accountability structure well, that's built in. What's the bang? The bang is, so the bang is a $5 penalty and we put it in our little kitty box up here and they have to come up in front of the company on Monday morning and, it, and the bang does not apply unless you, you address that person. You have to address them. It says, hey, you didn't refill the tape, put toilet paper roll. And so it's a weird, awkward interaction, right? But I'm teaching my guys at a, at a very low scale how to hold somebody accountable to the rules and regulations and teach them to crack the whip. And they have to do it confrontationally. And so it creates a little bit of weirdness. But I'm teaching somebody a leadership level that on a big level is going to help them, right? How yeah. do you, we, these Get are the rules. Those uncomfortable conversations. And that's, I mean, and as you move up the ladder, that's, that's what it is, right? You're going to have more uncomfortable conversations, but when you get comfortable having them, it's the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. You know, did you do it or did you not? How long ago did you implement the bang? It's been three years. I love it. And, uh, in the beginning, did you get some backlash? Was it really awkward? I don't, you know, the thing is, is like, and this is what I've learned is like, there's only one way to lead and it's by example. And the only way it gets awkward is if I fall, you know what I mean? If I fail. If I don't wipe the seat down, seat down, and I tell them, they find me a hundred bucks. You catch me doing it, hundred bucks. And you won't now, catch, though, you won't catch me the, doing it. But now it's just part of the culture. You know, something else that's part of your culture, which I found really interesting. So that the bang box is unique. Definitely something that I think we could take into consideration. Uh, and but I think what's really interesting is that in your business, I, I've been here now twice, and. I mean, I'm, I must have watched a group of like 20 dudes out there just writing on a on invoices. Is that what they were doing? Yeah, they're writing on each ticket. In each ticket. And I mean, that must take how, – how long does it take for one individual to do, let's just say, 100 orders? How long does it take them? Well, I mean, you got to go out and write 100 thank you cards. So Imagine that. Maybe two hours? I challenge you to go do that. It'll take them a couple hours to do it. 
the first two hours, for actually the first three hours of every shift are spent writing notes. So first three hours of every shift is... 20 guys. 20 guys. Now... 24 guys on Monday. Now, here's the thing, though. When you look at the cost of that, let's just say for the sake of argument, you're paying the guy 20 bucks an hour. It's irrelevant. Right? You're, but you're, you're spending 60 bucks, yeah. right, on thank you cards. Yeah. What do you think your ROI is on that? It, I mean, what do you... I mean, exponential. I mean, it, it's, it's everything I got. It's our business. We're in the business of separating ourselves from Amazon. You know, we're in the world where you, where you like, this is what, this is where the, maybe this conversation takes a different turn is, you know, Amazon is consuming every, all these small businesses, but the one thing, and this is the, maybe the core common mission or the core common uh, theme here is I'll go head to head with Amazon all day long. I'm not afraid of them. I'm not concerned about them. I have no one because they will never beat me at being a human. They will never understand. They will, they will beat me on shipping time. They will provide a better price. They will get it there faster. They probably have a better return policy, even though mine's 110%, right? But they, you can't call Amazon and, 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 and ask a question. You can't call Amazon and talk to a human. You can't get a handwritten thank you card. You can't. We have a proactive thank you economy where we're out calling our customers, asking them how they're doing, what's going on, happy birthday. You will never beat me in the people business. And that, so no matter what it costs me, every single time we get a consultant come in or somebody comes in and they're like, well, you know how much money you could save? Yeah. Do you know how much money I'd lose? Yeah. You know, because we're providing a different service from everybody else in the competitive space. We are going above and beyond. And what I've realized is when they try to duplicate it, they realize how difficult it is. And so they cut it out. And it, it's kind of to, to prelude this conversation, you know, I was behind 11,000 orders last week because of pumpkin spice. It would have been very easy for us not to write those notes on those those um, those cards, but like the bathroom, these are the rules. Every single person gets a handwritten note. Those are the rules. I don't care what it takes to do it. I don't care how much it costs us. We took our entire company, which our average guy makes a hell of a lot more than fifteen dollars an hour, but we all went out back. We all grabbed pens, my brother included, and we wrote notes. And so when you think about what is the cost of that. My customers, that's right. the cost. Because well, the standard is set, and so if they don't get that same standard, Hold there's the inconsistencies. You're holding the line, yeah. And so, and that's hard as a gym owner. Yeah, what Sal was saying was, you know, they had a a, a major launch of a of a new flavor, and so there are eleven thousand orders behind. And but I mean, I get what you're saying, right? Hold the line, and you're creating that standard. Now, mm -hmm. are these documented? So when you like, let's just take for a gym owner out there, and you have let's just say five, ten coaches or whatever it may right. be. Do you document all your systems and procedures? You have to. Yeah, you have can't, to. Can't measure it, can't manage it. That's the, I mean, that's the number one rule in life. If you cannot see it, it's not manageable because it's not, there's, no, there's no rules. You know what I mean? If it's not written down, if there's not a procedure, if there's not an – it'd be like managing a salesperson. Right. Well, pay me. I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Okay. Well, what are you worth? Well, I, I mean, I sell a lot of things. Well, what do you sell? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yep. what, what, what are you doing? Right. And so you have to be able to manage that process, whether it's a number or a process, right? A, a checklist, one through 10. Is this what you're doing? No, you did one through seven. One through 10 is what creates the customer experience. You know, you might cut out on that handwritten note. Well, the handwritten note's a big part of our deal. And that's, you know, to the gym owner, if you're not able to establish what it is that creates such an unbelievable experience for that customer, for your, your member... They're likely going to go somewhere else. Whereas if you do the one through 10 and your guys are executing one through 10, not only are they not going somewhere else, they're going to bring a friend. Mm. And that's the difference in understanding. And it's, it's usually the small things. It's small. It's always like they, they, you, you want to cut the corner. It's, it's like the guy that you played football with that didn't want to touch the line when you're doing conditioning. 
is that the guy you trust when you're, you know, like when you're down by seven, you want to throw the ball to that guy who's cheating the corner all the time? No. You know what I mean? You, you establish the guys, the, the one through 10, you hold your guys or girls accountable to the one through 10 and make sure that your customers are getting the same experience. And that's your opportunity to, to win big picture and long-term. So as, as a winning, as your business has grown and you've been in a lot of CrossFit style gyms, you've been right. in a lot of gyms in general. Now, right. first form isn't, I wouldn't say it's being sold at, you know, if you're in the CrossFit space, you might not be as familiar with, with the product. However, I mean, you've done CrossFit for a long time. Yeah. You're very familiar. You've gone to a lot of events. You've gone to a lot of gyms. What have you experienced in the different gyms? Just at like an outsider's perspective, right? Coming from a different background uh, with baseball, right? Yep. And then coming into the space, what have you seen that is just like low-hanging fruit that you think in general our industry could be better at? I mean, well, I think in general, most people in, in our, in the fitness space, are so worried about making money that they forget about taking care of people. I think that's the, the biggest thing. But the, the, the one thing that will always win is culture. And I think CrossFit taught us that of all things, you know, culture wins. And if you look at some of the best box uh, owners in the country, like they haven't changed, you know, you're a great example of this. I mean, I have friends like this, you know, like their, their numbers are not down. They're still growing right? because there's a core common culture there that people want to belong to. And I think as humans, as the world becomes again, more digital, we're craving more and more human interaction and your gym should be a place where that is provided. And, and I think whether it's at the elite level or it's at the community level, people want to belong and they want to know that where they're going is impacting their life at a higher level. And they're going, they're surrounding themselves with good people that make them better. Right. And so culture will win no matter what it is. And you could be the best coach in the entire country. If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. And I, you yeah. know, does it make sense? They're yeah. not going to come to you. hundred percent. So now with culture, like I told you, I, I've, I've been remarkably impressed with the culture that's been created here. Mm -hmm. What do you think, aside from holding the standard, holding the line, that's more of like a business perspective, but in the overall culture, what do you think is like an underlying characteristics that's really made you stand out? Aside from, I, I get it, like 1% of time, you know, really making an impact on their life, or is that just it? Is that, from a culture perspective, what else do you do that you think someone else can embody? So I, I think, well, there's only one way to lead and it's by example, right? And I think we establish this, like it's the little things that you discount that I think are really the big things. Holding the line is a big deal. Establishing the rules is a big deal. And the reason is, is because now your guy, your new guy who's here three, four months takes pride in those rules and he holds the line to the new guy. The new guy now has to play his game. He was once the new guy, right? And so when you set those rules and you teach your people to hold them accountable, it creates a sense of belonging. Like this is my house. This is my bathroom. You're not going to, you're not going to pee on my toilet seat. You know what I'm saying? Like not, you're the new guy. These are the rules. And so there creates this, it's a sense of pride that happens each in, in, in each one of our orders right. through that system. For your staff, but now how about for your customers? Same. Same thing. People want to belong. When you, when people understand that you care about them, like you genuinely care about them, they will care about you, but you got to go first. So like, aside from the thank you letters, mm -hmm. what else are you doing with the customers that you think sets you apart? Well, I think social is a great piece to do that. You know what I mean? Social is a great piece. If you guys aren't utilizing social at this piece to interact with humans on a day-to-day -day basis, it's such a fast way. I mean, you got to think like, 10 years ago, we couldn't connect to our customers like we do now on a personal level, on a, on a personal level. I mean, actually see like when they have a baby, are you sending them flowers? You know what I mean? Like, are you, are you showing up at the hospital? Like, 
Are you over there mowing their grass because you know they're at the hospital? Are you doing that type of shit? Because if you are, you're winning. If you just think that, man, nobody does it, so I don't have to do it, you're likely having the $36,000 a year problem, right? So understanding that social allows us to connect to humans at a different level. And then we have that access. And if you're not utilizing that access and interacting with them, you're losing. You know, taking the time to send your customers a video message through social media. Yeah, I mean, I work a lot of hours. I got three kids under 14 months. Wrap your head around that. You know, I run a decently sized business. I got a lot going on, but you'll catch me at night after my wife and I settle down. Like I'm going to shoot my 10 messages every single night. I'm going to shoot 10 video DMs. I'm shooting them out to let people know that I care about them. I appreciate them. Thank you for the tag. Thank you for the share. Thank you for, thank you for being you. Yeah. Just directly to them. And if you're not doing that, you're losing. Yeah. So I understand it's a, it's a people game. Like right. it's, it's, I know it's, it sounds so stupid, but it's real. Yeah. I know it, and, and if you're in the gym business or if you're in the customer, like face to face, it's a lot easier. Like you have it harder because your customers could be from anywhere in the world. Right. They order your stuff. And so you have to use digital as this platform because you don't have the opportunity right there in front of you. Right. And so you must use it and you, and that's how you win. Right. Yeah. But for us, we have the opportunity. It's even better because that person's right there in front of us. But are you doing it? Right. Are, they, are they doing those things? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I get it. And, and I think, you know, like. You look at so small things like we, so not only do we write thank you notes on the invoices themselves, but we actually have thank you card writers. You know, I've got 10 people that just write thank you cards all day. And so when you look at, when you bought your car, when you bought your truck, did they send you a thank you card or did you get a pre-printed, Hey, Jason, no, Hey, you never got anything. No. And you spent 60, 70, 80 grand and you buy a house. I got house. some pairs one time from the realtor that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's sold that, ju- that just made a hundred grand on your commission. You yeah. know what I'm saying? From the other guy. And yeah. you know, you think about these things and they're so little and they're so mundane and they're so, they're difficult to do, but it's also an opportunity for you to separate yourself from everybody else, you know? And so like you say, Oh, well, it's harder for me. No, actually I think it's easier for me because nobody else is going to do it. So if that's how I got to win, that's what I'm going to play, you know? And so, uh, you know, and I'm competitive, you know, in that sense. And so you, you always think like, to me, it's how do I win? And for me, it's understanding that the person in front of me matters most right now. And when you can learn to duplicate that time and time again, you can scale your business because those people while you're sleeping are working for you on building your culture because you're a center of, of belonging. You're a center of whatever it is. And that's, again, while I'll come back to say that's why we're in the people business because it doesn't matter. We all have problems. My job's to solve them. I love it, man. Well, look, for anybody listening who wants to know more about uh, you, yep. more, know, more, know, know more about your business, Correct. where you guys are going, um, where can they find you? So uh, personally, at Mr. Frisella, M-R, like the old man, Frisella, F-R-I-S-E-L-L-A. Um, the business is at first form, 1ST, like first place, right? Get it? First, 1ST, P-H-O-R-M. Um, yeah, I mean, we're Facebook, Instagram. We don't tweet. So we're not like, you know, Trump and we're, we don't retweet Trump, uh, retweet. Let me try that again. Now, you don't now re- I'm stumbling. You don't, re- you don't retweet people. There you go. <laughs> but, you, but you reach out. We gram them. Yeah. Um, well, I really appreciate your time. I think it's been super insightful. And uh, so it's Mr. Frizella. We'll go ahead and copy that in the show notes. Cool. And uh, everybody has a great day. Thanks cool. Again. Appreciate you, Jay. All right.